attention to our prayer ministry guide. And I think Christine has some updates. You notice Christine is flying solo today. She doesn't have her chaperone with her. Yeah, just pray for Paul. He's home with a bad cough. And I think he's saying to me, oh, the more I cough, I'll get this out of me and I'll get rid of this. Oh, it's not happening. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> so hopefully and prayerfully it ceases. Uh, yes, I have a an update with uh, Aaron Kreider. He's the one that was on our prayer guide for tumors on the brain, and there were five tumors, and they were all cancerous. Uh, yesterday, Jeanette called me in late in the afternoon. He had a seizure, and they had already gotten the news that there's no more they can do for him. Uh, he came home with his parents, Dale and Cheryl Kreider, who live right in the same house. Jeanette has the apartment right next to them. And this morning at 8 o'clock, she called me and said he passed away. So it's very sad. This has happened very quickly with this guy. He was 37 years old. Uh, his first marriage, he had two children there, 11 and 9. And he had been divorced, and he remarried just this August. And uh, he had a stepson that's 7 years old. But um, Aaron was connected, and Mel just shared with me uh, is Mel? Yeah, Mel, Mel's here. Do you want to share, Mel, what you told me this morning? The connection? Yeah, go ahead. Mel shared that with me when I was standing down here greeting people as they came in this morning. And um, I thought it would be nice that he says that because I didn't know that, you know, about yeah, him. Yeah. And we were talking about that in Sunday school and I shared that he passed away. So, yes, he was connected. But this has happened very quickly. This happened, started October 6th with him not having his memory right. And that's when he first discovered something's really wrong here got him to the doctor to start doing testing, and the testing was the tumors. And that quick, so it's been very quick. So the family, I just would like to ask for special prayer from all of you, for the whole family, for Dale and Cheryl, the parents, for Jeanette, the grandmother, and everyone connected. It's just a very sad situation. And happens so quick, like I say, we just do not know. So it's a good, it's, we must always remember to be prepared no matter what because we know things can happen so quickly. And we know it is also a time of healing that was shared this morning in our class. Uh, yes, he's with the Lord, and I'm definitely sure of that. And he is healed. And I, I don't know, we don't have the answers for all of it, but I'd just like to have special prayer for him. Anyone else like to share? All righty. While I'm walking back there, you'll notice that Maybell Huntsberger has a birthday coming up on Wednesday. 
and uh, she's having some therapy. Pastor Sandy met with her the other day, and she claims she's improving, so she hopes to get back to her apartment. Thank you. Whoever uh, provides us with our daily bread, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love them. It's such a blessing. Yes. Um, tomorrow, my sister Kathy Brubaker, she's from Elizabethtown. She's on our prayer guide. She's had her fourth heart attack, oh. and she has one artery in her heart working right now. Tomorrow, she's going to have a procedure done, and she has a 50-50 chance. So, uh, Kathy Brubaker, just please remember her in your prayers. Tomorrow at 8.30, she's having surgery. Okay. Anyone else? Oh, Karen. I'm sorry. I was looking in the back and not noticing you up front. We got an update on our son-in-law, Mario. He went back to the ear doctor. He's at 80%, so he's getting another surgery in February, hoping that they can improve that. And also, they're, they're having financial woes. Of course, when he was out of work, that kind of put him behind. But he works in um, RVs, and that business is down right now, so he's not getting all his hours. I think he's doing part-time work for Sandy's brother, Jim, but they're just kind of really struggling financially. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, Christine, Betsy had surgery? No. No. Not now. She had surgery Oh. Radiation is what I, yeah. Okay. 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 That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I noticed that Christine is holding the Advent list. Uh, believe it or not, that starts this coming. Sunday. So we're looking for volunteers for that. I don't know if anybody has volunteered to be one of the Advent readers. Uh, who do you tell? Christine. Christine's doing it. Yeah. If she wasn't going to do it, she's doing it now. So. Okay. So December 1 is... is So Christine has volunteered Paul and herself because, yeah, 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 and it's not difficult. You don't have to come up with anything. All you have to do is just be able to read. So, so, and if you can't do that, we'll help you. All right. There's so much to uh, pray for, so many things going on in not only in our community, but in our country and in, our, in the world.
So why don't we come to, together and pray for our concerns and concerns that we don't even voice. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, of course you know. You know everything. We don't even have to verbalize what, what uh, our concerns are. You know what our concerns are because you're the almighty God. You know everything. But you tell us, come and talk to you. And so we do. We do. We talk to each other, and in turn, we talk to you. And we plead with you, and we, we petition to have you intercede in illnesses and struggles that our believers are facing. We ask you to comfort individuals who have lost loved ones, Lord. What a struggle it is for us to, to lose loved ones. But it's a relief to know that those loved ones are now healed and they are with you. If we didn't have that hope, Lord, oh my, what a terrible thing it would be for us. But we do have hope. And we, we also pray, Lord, for individuals who are facing surgeries. We pray for people who will have procedures, Lord, comfort them. Have the doctors perform their best possible surgeries, their best possible procedures. We pray that things will be a positive outcome on all situations. Thank you, Lord, for giving those surgeons, those, that staff, the knowledge and the ability to do what they are doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for them. Lord, so much upheaval in the world. What in the world can we do but turn to you? Such, such, uh, such concerns. But you told us there would be such turmoil and trouble. And so we know that your words are true. And we know that you are the one that will protect us, that will guide us, and will help us through situations. And Lord, we, we pray for Harleysville. I mean, excuse me, Indian Creek in Harleysville. Lord, bless that congregation, an old congregation, uh, one with historical connections. But regardless of that, we pray that they are a vibrant congregation. We pray for their pastor. We pray that he will be a strong leader, one that expounds upon your word, one that will lead his people his flock. Thank you for that group in Harleysville. Thank you for Indian Creek, Lord. Give them the strength. Let them know that we are praying for them, that we, we love them, we know them through Pastor Sandy, and we, we wish them well. This holiday season is important to all your congregations, Lord. We come closer to you, I think, in holidays and, and so forth. Touch Harleysville, touch in Indian Creek. Let them know that you are with them, as you always are. And Lord, bless this congregation also. We are not immune to problems. We know we have problems. We know that there is struggles that each individual faces on a daily basis. But with our perseverance and our faithfulness and our godly acts, we hopefully, hopefully will have you to lean upon. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you as you always do hear our prayers. 
We pray this in your son's holy name, Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one that we are attuned to and the one that will lead us. Amen. The food. It's the Lord. Verse 4. Isn't that amazing? That's like a hidden miracle. He's just letting them know. Verse 5, you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. So they, so what's that saying? They went through a bunch of tough stuff. Have you ever gone through a tough week? Or maybe a tough month? <laughs> I remember one year that was sort of tough. No, no, in the middle of that, what is he doing? He's training me. He's teaching me. He's holding me back. He's pushing me forward. He says, now, son, you going to learn or not? I, boy, the, you, know, you know the voice I hear when, when I say that? I hear the voice of my earthly father saying, you're going to learn or not? <laughs> How much more so our heavenly father? Yeah, you're going to learn or not? He's going to give you a chance to learn. For the Lord, your God, is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. All kinds of wadis and whatever else they call them over there. These valley things that collect water and run it down and there's a pool. Yeah, everywhere in the land of Israel. Verse 8 says, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. You know, it's not going to be like out there with the manna thing and you had to scrounge around just to have enough to eat. No, no, it's not going to have scarcity says you will, you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, you know, so you get the right stones and you can get iron out of them, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. There's all kinds of resources all around you, he said regarding this promised land. Verse 10, when you have eaten and are full. Now this is, this is after the meal before the football game. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land in which the Lord has given you. Right, right there it is. You see it in the Bible? Go ahead and do it. <laughs> All right? Now, if you, are, if you haven't eaten and, you ha and you're not full, well, okay, I can understand that. But if you eat and you feel pretty good because if you don't thank the Lord, what's going to happen? What is going to happen to you 
if you don't bless the name of the Lord? What will happen? Verse 11, it's the warning. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful homes and dwell in them, when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, you know, that's the opposite place of a humble heart. That's arrogancy, that's pride, that is said, ooh, look at me. Oh, I'm pretty good. You know what? I think I'm richer than all my neighbors. I have more money and I have more uh, clout than all my neighbors. I'm the one. Uh, no. <laughs> if the guy next to you truly has a humble heart, God will reign grace. God gives grace to the humble and little old you who thinks you're so great, it says God will resist you. God resists the proud. Yikes. You've heard me say this before. Verse 14, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, who, who what, now what's that for us? He brought us out of the land of sin, the sinner's life brought us out of that from the house of bondage, the bondage of sin for the, for the believer who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents. Yeah, that's the kind that bite and, and are poisonous. <laughs> and scorpions. Yeah, one, I woke up one morning in Mexico and there was a scorpion right there. And I go, oh, uh, let's not move very fast. So I went like this, and I found my shoe, and I go, wangy, and I killed it. And so the missionary told me, well, you know, uh, that, was, that was one of those black scorpions. They, they'll hurt, and you'll hurt for about a week, but they're not like the gray ones. The gray ones you could die from. And later on the same day, I another part of the house, I saw this gray scorpion. I go, well, they're in here too. <laughs> you know, scorpions, they were out there in the wilderness, a thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you. This is what God did, brought water for you out of the flinty rock. And here, so by the hand of Moses, out of the rock comes water when they desperately need water who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Do you know as all the trouble you go through is that when you get to the end, you look back and say, yeah, I went through a lot of trouble, but you know what? God is good. God is good. 
God is good. God is good every day. And, you know, God is not my problem. Yeah, it's all that, you know, all them people and the devil and his host. And there's a lot of things out there that, that can cause me problems. But God is not my problem. Oh, God, help me to stick with you. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gained me this wealth. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Now, Paul's not here today, but that's because I was going to put him in the sermon. So, you know, the Lord kept him home. You can tell him that if you, if you want to. Paul's been down there in Haiti, and Paul's seen poverty. I've seen poverty when I've been down there. Tears me up every time I go there. So right down the road from where we're at in Haiti one year, this was not the last time I was there, it was the time before that. Uh, one of the neighbors said, come over to my house. I'd, 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 you know, as people from a foreign country, I'd like you to come to my house. So we went to his house, little tiny house, maybe 12 by 9, way smaller than most of our rooms. Over here, there's a bed. Here, there's a table with a few rickety chairs, and all of us were sort of real nervous sitting in those chairs because we could tell they were rickety. And as far as, that, of course, the kitchen is outside. There's a, there's a campfire out there. They do their beans over. And this, and this is all that's in their house. This is all that he had and lived on way less than $200 a month. You know, and the, the, the thing that was important for me, and I presume Brother Paul too, is there's a part of this we go, what I have and the way I live so far outpaces anything. This man, even if I would tell him, he would have no idea what I'm talking about living in absolute affluence. <laughs> you know, just add up my utilities and he could live on that a whole year. One month's, util my, one month's utilities would, he could live on for a year. And that's every month. And the Lord provides for my needs. And, and then to have this feeling, well, I sort of deserve it. And, you know, I'm an American citizen. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. The Lord does not begrudge that you and I have. And that we have all these blessings that we have, you know, we, in our house. In our house. Not the Haitian house. Our house. All these blessings. 
But it is so easy. Isn't it fascinating that in the midst of affluence, it is so easy to forget the Lord? I say that as strongly as I can say it. That is your human, carnal, sinful nature to have it. And when you have it, you forget the Lord. And so what do we need? Does the Lord need to stir up some extra problems for us to to get us to a humble place where he can pour out his grace some more? I would never pray problems, oh God, give so-and-so a problem. No, 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 no. You don't pray that for anybody. Even the guy that's headed for prison, you don't pray that. But you do need this kind of passage to remind yourself, oh, and I've eaten and I'm full, hmm, (laughs) yeah, I need to say what? Thank you, Lord. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Don't think it's your hand, verse 17, that did it. Verse 18, you shall remember the Lord your God For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods. By the way, if you give your heart to other things and not the Lord, if you give your heart to the affluence And possessions, oh no, that's idolatry. Follow other gods and serve them and worship them. That's give your heart to them and and, um, and just have an ardent desire for them. It says, I testify against you this day, you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not Be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Give thanks unto the Lord for for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. We're just getting started with the Lord. Thank you, Father, for the Bible. And Lord, that this Bible can give a dimension to this holiday that Maybe some people don't even realize. And who are we that you would let us know and a lot of people don't know. Father, may we be faithful. May we give a good testimony. Somehow, some way, let people around us know that we think that God is really good and his mercies endure forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.